The White House Office of the National Cyber Director brings in a former defense official to help lead workforce and education efforts. Daniel Ragsdale worked in the Pentagon's Research Directorate at the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency and in the Army. He was most recently in the private sector at 2-6 Technologies. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday caught up with Ragsdale this week to talk about his new White House role. Earlier this year, I had some engagement with the then National Cyber Director, Chris Inglis. And in those discussions, he strongly encouraged me to pursue a role in the Office of the National Cyber Director. And he is one of my rock star heroes, Chris. You know, they just don't come any better. I've had the good fortune to know him since the early 90s. And uh, consequently, with his encouragement, I was able to engage with members of the current staff. And uh, as it turns out, I was, you know, uh, recently offered a role that I'm chomping at the bit to get going. It's difficult to leave 2-6. It's a wonderful organization, a great team, very difficult decision for me to make. But with the opportunity that this presents for me to, frankly, to contribute and and make an impact, I felt like I, I had to say yes and consequently did. So your forthcoming role is Deputy Assistant Director for Workforce and Education. I know you're not there yet. I know you're not speaking for the National Cyber Director's Office. Just tell us a little bit about what, what your understanding of the role is, what your outlook is for the role. Yeah, so you know, my understanding of the role, uh, when, when I had discussions with the team, and I'm thrilled, frankly, to be working for CUMO, who's the Assistant Director for Workforce and Education. So I'm going to formally be his deputy. He has been on the ground for the better part of a year. He has surrounded himself with really an extraordinary team. Two individuals in particular that I've known well for one, four decades, uh, uh, Joe Billingsley. He's, he's come over from the National Defense University. I've been out there. They've run some really interesting programs, mostly for federal employees and, um, and military officers. Great work. He's going to be a valued teammate that I'm going to lean on. Also, Keenan Skelly, who's been very active in the space. He brings a lot of energy and enthusiasm and a connection to the some of those young people that are going to be part of helping us address the true challenges we have. The red lights are flashing. We have a true crisis, at least in my mind, in terms of unfilled cybersecurity roles, not just across the federal government, but frankly, uh, all through the private sector. The statistics we hear, there's, there's over a half million unfilled cybersecurity roles currently, and it does not appear that situation is uh, on the mend. So we have a lot of work to do to address the challenges that we have to attract, to recruit, to hire, to re- retain, to retrain. And I think that's an important aspect of what we have to look at as we try to address the challenges. The one thing I love about the strategy that's recently released, there's significant focus on lifelong learning. Without it, we're not going to get there. We could fill all those seats, but if they're not filled with dedicated, focused, lifelong learners, they will soon find themselves in a, in a uh, situation where they're not equipped to deal with the emergent threats. It has to be a central aspect of our hiring process. We need to find those that are not, not just inspired, dedicated, motivated, in the current state, that's have a growth mindset. And with the growth mindset, they're gonna be pursuing those, those lifelong learning opportunities, but we also have to provide them and then resource them and acknowledge in this space, like many other spaces, but certainly in this space, they will need time for training and retraining 
to make sure that they are equipped to deal with the ever-increasing threat that we see from nation states and, of course, criminal networks. One big pillar of the new workforce and education strategy is strengthening the federal workforce. And to some of the points you made, it wasn't just about cyber hiring and bringing in a whole wave of new people. That is a big piece of it, but it's also reskilling, upskilling, things like that. When you think back to your you know, previous experience, both within DOD and, and now in the private sector, you know, what, what are your thoughts on just this idea of strengthening the federal workforce and what's your outlook in terms of that pillar of, of this new strategy going forward? In some respects, I'm very bullish. But in order to realize our goals of attracting the best and brightest, we've got to make sure that we're communicating to the American people, whether they be young, middle, career, or old, that there are extraordinary opportunities in the public sector, that serving in those roles will allow them to make a positive difference, to have a rewarding, fulfilling, and in many cases, certainly financially, they'll be in a good financial place. But more important than that, they'll be able to make a, a real impact, make a real difference. And we have to effectively communicate that, inspire a larger group of people to pursue government service and make it clear to them that not only will they have an impact, but they'll be supported, they'll be resourced, they'll have opportunities to pursue, frankly, as we compete with the private sector for some of this talent, that we can point to specific initiatives and programs for pursuing uh, both training and education in the context of our work roles. I'm sure you're probably familiar and some of your listeners are probably familiar with uh, cyber accepted service. There's a variety of programs I give, frankly, my former colleagues in the Department of Defense, uh, high marks. Uh, so on the heels of the release of the National uh, Cyber Education and Workforce Strategy, the DOD has just now released their DOD Cyber Workforce and Education Strategy Implementation Plan. They go into very specific details of how, so we have this grand strategy and the strategy at times might not be worth even the paper it's printed on or the bits, I guess, that are used to create it, unless there's a very focused, concerted effort to implement that strategy. And it's clear that Department of Defense is getting after that, but they're not alone. The Department of Homeland Security has been, as you know, and especially CISA, well-led by Jen Easterly, who I had the good fortune to come to know years ago, is really getting after it. And they're continuing to grow, but I give them also high marks in terms of helping develop their workforce and the programs and practices they have in place to do that. It sounds like from your prior experience that there's been a big emphasis on giving people real-world opportunities to participate in this field. Can you talk a little bit more about the importance going into this role of picking up skills, picking up experience, how that might inculcate across the government and beyond? The most impactful activities I believe that I have seen throughout decades of looking at this is, as you highlight, not just training in a classroom setting, but experiential opportunities that have them doing hands-on, whether they be competitions, whether they be internships, good Lord, internships and paid internships. See, that's the change we're making now. I'm here to tell you, the federal government used to think, hey, we'll give internships and they'll be the path to our door. Well, we're competing against paid internships. So, you know, if we think, and we, we do believe that internships are just central, 
to attracting, recruiting, retaining, then of course we have to make them paid internships and we have to be focused on them. In my current company, we put a lot of energy, a lot of resources, time and effort into making sure our interns have a great experience. And that's something I think as a federal government, we can do better. One thing we, I haven't highlighted, and I think I need to, and it's very clear in the workforce and education strategy, we will not get there unless we get more people to the table. And what we have is a profession that is frankly not very diverse. We, we have significant underrepresentation among large groups of Americans, whether they be racial minorities or women for that matter. No matter what we do, unless we appear to be more appealing to those to other groups, we're not going to get there. Daniel Ragsdale, the incoming Deputy Assistant Director for Workforce and Education at the Office of the National Cyber Director, speaking with Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. Check out Justin's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.